I need to know everything. Who and the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but act like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George. I hop in the Porsche, five and a horse. I'm ready for war. I'm coming for throws to turn to a ghost. I need to know everything. Now you'd be surprised at the info you get is by letting them talk, so I'm letting them talk. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another damn fantasy podcast. Happy holidays. We got a holiday edition coming at you for the NFL fantasy football playoff slash championship round, wherever you're at. Uh, we're here to to help you get through there and get that dub. We are presented by Stadium Rant. They're putting out all kinds of great content outside of just these videos that you're watching here with us. Um, shows dropping just about every night of the week, as well as plenty of articles and and other content that you can tap into via podcast or whatever medium you're looking for. Uh, my name is Dan, and of course, I've got Trevor with me here. As always, it's good to get back into this thing, and I'm glad we've got some playoff teams to talk about tonight. Absolutely. Had a couple of sweats there Monday night. Needed a little bit of Christian Watson on that last <laughs> drive. I got it. Uh, nailed it onto the semifinals. We go. And that's what we're here for. We're here to help you all get ready for the semifinals. A lot of weather out there this weekend. A lot of quarterback drama with some being replaced and, and Jalen Hurts on the injury report. Lamar Jackson might not be back yet. A lot to sift through here tonight. And as always, if you are here, hit that like button and drop any start sit questions you might have in the chat. We're, we're welcome. We will welcome that and try to answer all of them as we go. Absolutely. Um, you know, this injury report is kind of coming at a pretty rough time. Uh, especially with a lot of the big names on here. Now, it's not as bad as what we saw like maybe two, three weeks ago. Yep. Uh, the week Cooper Cup went down, that was a huge landslide of injuries. <clears throat> but this one, you know, it's tough. It's all, it's, it looks like it's all quarterbacks with a couple running backs. And, and maybe that's good for some of you guys who, uh, you know, are, have one of these two running backs in these systems, like uh, what we'll, we'll talk about with that Packers backfield. But man, that's just a really tough blow for for some of these guys. And, you know, we'll just get right into it, starting with Jalen Hurts. I mean, that's the big one. It is the right? big one. He helped you get here. He has a huge week last week. He ends up a top three quarterback, which is why the thumbnail is what it is, right? Mahomes, right. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, these studs that got you here, you know, that those are the guys you want to rely on. And there's a lot of semifinal teams out there might not have Jalen Hurts to rely on this week. And that's a tough blow. It's his throwing shoulder that he was kind of slammed down on during uh, one of those scrambles against the Chicago Bears and ends up finishing the game through a nice bomb of a touchdown as well. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like uh, what Josh Allen did when he hurt that UCL, just slung it down anyway. I mean, these guys are gritty, right? So, you know, it's tough seeing Jalen Hurts go down with what might be a game where he he's not available to you um, at this stage in the fantasy football season. And that's a tough blow for anybody because, like what you just said, you know, they, they got him here. But if you're looking at it from the team perspective, the team has already clinched a playoff spot. The Cowboys lost, so they're really just a win away from clinching that division. Um, so all signs are really pointing to Sirianni. You know, he should take the safe route with their franchise quarterback, um, which is good news for them, right? It gets to, you know, Jalen Hurts gets to rehab that shoulder a little bit, take a week off, whatever. But we're here like, what do we do now? 
<laughs> yeah, not great for us. AC joint is what he's spraying there. And I think I heard something that the Eagles could potentially lose out and still get the one seed if other things happened. I don't think they push it this week. And we'll definitely talk about Gardner, Gardner Minshew, the backup quarterback there in Philadelphia, and how that could affect, you know, not only the quarterback position, but what about A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, some of these other guys that we're really relying on in the playoffs or fantasy football. This one is – this one and the Jonathan Taylor news, that's the two big ones that hurt the most in this moment. Uh, some of these other ones that we're going to touch on are not nearly as impactful. Uh, a guy, Lamar Jackson, right? He's been out for a couple weeks. You might be holding out hope. Doesn't sound like we're going to get him back this week, though. Unfortunately not. I mean, this is what the, the eighth straight practice that he's missed with yeah. this PCL injury. Um, you know, they're going to try and take it easy on him. At this point, you know, they kind of uh, blew their division lead that they had. <clears throat> they still get to face the Bengals at the end of the season. Um, but it just seems like they're taking the cautious approach that he can be 100%. They rushed him back a little bit early last year. And I think John Harbaugh is kind of learning from that uh, that mistake that they made, which is a bummer because he's so dynamic and so incredible from a fantasy, not just a football perspective, from a, but from a fantasy football perspective where he can blow up. I mean, that ceiling is as high as it gets. <laughs> And Huntley has not stepped in like he did last year. <laughs> not like last much. year. Uh, so J.K. Dobbins, though, has stepped up over 100 yards the last couple of weeks for the Ravens. But that's about it <clears throat> there for the Ravens. And, and really, L Lamar not being there, he probably helped you get, you know, at least a good record this year. Yeah. But unfortunately, we just didn't see the Lamar, at least not the Lamar I expected to see this year as I had him as my QB2. Uh, had a hot start and really cool off, and then now dealing with the knee sprain. Another guy, again, maybe not – definitely not a guy you're probably looking at playing this week, but he could be impactful to guys like Traylon Burks, and we'll see how it could impact a guy like Derrick Henry, and that's Ryan Tannehill. Mm -hmm. Looks like he's going to miss this week. Looks like it's going to be Malik Willis' season once again as the Titans uh, went ahead and picked up Josh Dobbs off the Lions practice There's squad a name. this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's really too bad. And um, luckily for Tennessee and, and anyone that's rostering their offensive players, they're playing the Houston Texans, right? They put up a fight against Kansas City, but they still allowed 30 points, and they allowed Jarek McKinnon to put up one of, you know, one of the two best games that he's had all season long. So, I mean, there's going to be plenty of opportunities, I think, for some of these other guys. Um, but it's just a matter of what kind of offense are they running, right? What what strategy is Brable going to implement against these guys? Uh, the Titans have a lot to play for right now, right? The Jaguars are just getting yeah. back on them. <laughs> they're so, right behind them. They're I was, on uh, I was texting with our, our Titans Tilt podcast host, James Schmeitz, and you can check that out on NFL on, on Stadium Ramp Podcast on Spotify. And I was just asking, like, what do you think? What, what do you think is going to happen this week? He says they're going to wait on Ryan Tannehill and, and wait until that Jaguars game. They expect they could probably win the next couple of games just on the back of Derrick Henry. So if you got Derrick Henry, maybe turn it in the right direction. Last time they played Houston, Malik Willis was the quarterback. And we all know how Derrick Henry went off <laughs> for over 200 yards. So Derrick Henry up. Uh, I But, you know, Chigo Conquo, who has come on strong last couple of weeks, yeah. I would expect a downfall for him. 
Traylon Burks, who potentially will be back this week. I would expect to down, you know, downgrade his abilities a little bit with Malik in there. Malik threw one pass in the second half against Houston last time these guys played. Not not really a lot of a fantasy value there in Tennessee with Malik Willis at the helm this week. At least not not this year. I don't know. It just seems like Brable doesn't really trust him to throw the ball. No. He's gotten a couple running looks, but um, it just never bared any fruit because he usually is turning the ball over in one of these games as well. So um, <clears throat> just tough break, tough break for the rookie right now. We'll see if he can progress that a little bit into next year. But uh, Tannehill is the clear QB1, and the offense runs way better when he's a part of it for sure. Um, in some running back news, A.J. Dillon has cleared – concussion protocol uh that was something that uh knocked him out of last monday's game um i was a little bit concerned about whether or not he was going to be able to play i'm starting aaron jones on one of my playoff teams so we'll get to that point here in a minute but man that that uh that aj Dillon's really been popping off the last couple of weeks so if you held on to him and you waited you're kind of reaping the rewards right now <laughs> Yeah, a little tilting as an Aaron Jones manager, right? Because <laughs> A.J. Dillon's getting all the work inside the 10-yard line. Right. But really, this Packers offense has started to click a little bit around these two guys and, and really started utilizing both of them. So for him to clear concussion protocol, I think he's absolutely in play this week uh, going going into the, the, they're the Monday night. No, they're their Christmas Day game this week. Yep, that noon so, game against the Dolphins. That's right. Definitely in play this week. Jonathan Taylor has hit the IR. So if you remember way back, what feels like way back, on Saturday at noon, first game, the Colts, you know, destroyed the Vikings for one half of the game. And then the Vikings come roaring back. But Jonathan Taylor early in that game went out with an injury, and he has hit the IR. He will be done for the season. Another big blow during playoff time. Yeah, that's a huge bummer, especially for anyone. I mean, he was likely a, a, the consensus number one overall pick, right? And he's already missed some time in the middle of the season. And now, you know, if he, if if you had a team that was solid enough around him to get you to the playoffs, you're missing him again. Um, it seems like when you need him most, he's not there, which is nothing he can control, of course. I mean, you want him to be healthy at the end of the day, but uh, just tough, a tough situation to deal with. And not none of those backups are really doing it for me since they traded Naheem Hines. You know, Zach Moss really, I don't I don't trust him enough to really shoulder the load. And and Deion Jackson's another one of those guys that, you know, he can boom from time to time, but um nothing consistent really has has given me any kind of vote of confidence. Yeah, I end up picking up a Deion Jackson and really in what has become a desperate situation because Dante Foreman has lost quite a bit of work to Chuba Hubbard. So who do you think? Would you would you start Donta or Deion Jackson this week? Because that's what I'm staring at. I went ahead and picked up Deion just in case, right? Right. What am I going to do? But I'm staring that down in a semifinal matchup this week. What, what, what says you? Who would you start between those two guys? That's tough. I mean, if you're just looking at the matchups for those two guys, I think uh, Foreman has the better matchup going against that Lions defense. They tend to be a little more uh, a little more loose <laughs> in the defensive side of things. And then uh, for the Colts, I mean, they're facing the Chargers, which they're you know their run defense nothing is nothing to write home about by any means. So um, 
you know, maybe I go Deion John Jackson in this in this instance, uh, just because I think you're really not taking that big of a leap from the Lions to the Chargers. And I think Jackson has a better opportunity to get more of the workload just based on the splits that we've seen the last couple of weeks with with Hubbard and Foreman. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. And now they've they've benched their quarterback. Nick Foles will be in the game. And it's it's the Monday night game, right? It kind of brings a little bit of extra. You get the last one, the last chance. <laughs> you get some juice. Maybe I'll get, you know, the last chance to score it in there. Uh, Khalil Herbert is back off the IR. So a little bit of a – I think this hurts David Montgomery's value this week. Herbert will come in. He'll probably have 10 to 12 touches. And that's at least what he was getting before he hit the IR. Uh, Dunno, right. what, what do you think about that? Do you think he'll get some more touches and really deflate Montgomery's fantasy value? I didn't have Montgomery's fantasy value too high to begin with because of who they're playing, the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Bills did get torched last week by the Dolphins. I think they put up something like eight yards a carry. So, I mean, that Bears that Bears offense, they primarily run the ball. So, you know, maybe they do gash them a little bit here and there. Um, but it's been hard to kind of gauge what that Bills uh, defense is going to allow you to do in the run game. Um as far as Khalil Herbert, they have nothing to lose. <laughs> I mean, the Bears are already eliminated. They're facing uh, the the number two overall team in the NFL right now, just based on record, uh, right? Because the Eagles are sitting at, at, at number one there. So, I mean, you know, you're looking at it. Am I starting Khalil Herbert? Probably not this week. You're facing the Buffalo Bills. Am I worried about David Montgomery? Maybe slightly, but um, at this point, I don't think Montgomery is really getting slotted anywhere more than a flex in your lineup just based on right. you know what he's been able to do this year. Yeah, that's right. And I'm, I'm on board with that as well. And I guess to me, it could be one of those if you're – maybe if you're looking at do I play Montgomery or do I pick up a guy like Deion Jackson or do I put A.J. Dillon like – some of these other ancillary pieces that you may or may not be able to play, having Herbert in there kind of leans the opposite direction. Like I'm just not going to lean Montgomery at this point just because Herbert's going to be back. Traylon Burks practice in full on Tuesday. He's missed back-to-back games due to concussion. <clears throat> I can't play. I mean, I love love his talent. I can't play him, though, with Malik no Willis, way. as we talked about a little earlier. And then Dallas Goddard, a little help at tight end if you've been holding on <laughs> to him, activated from IR. But, again, a quarterback issue with, with Gardner Minshew and against this Dallas team. I think that Dallas Goddard's probably talented enough if you don't have anyone else or you've just been trying to scrap and claw your way at <laughs> tight end and he's been on your IR, I think you, you probably go ahead and put him right back in. Your lineup, uh, I don't know. What are, you th- what are your thoughts on Goddard back in your lineup this week off the LIR? I mean, it's definitely a curious situation, right? I don't know. I don't know if you have better options. If it was any other position, I would be like, let him sit for a minute. Let him, you know, get back into speed. Let the Eagles ease him in. Jalen Hurts isn't playing. But I think because it's specifically the tight end, uh, you can get away with Goddard coming in and getting, you know, a catch or two. Maybe he gets a touchdown in this game. Maybe they do up his volume. Um, you know, those boomer bust situations, that's pretty much what you're going to get regardless if you're putting somebody in, unless their name is Andrews, Kelsey, or maybe Hawkinson. You could put in that in that grouping at this point. But, um, you know, I don't think you're really uh, risking anything too, too much by starting Dallas Goddard just because of the nature of that position. 
Yeah, absolutely. We're going to move in. We're going to kind of set a couple lineups here. We've got a couple playoff teams that we want to walk through, set some lineups, ask some questions. If you're in the chat tonight, you've got some start-sit questions for this weekend. Throw them in your chat. Throw them in the chat. We'll answer them for you. Maybe you're looking at some of these same things, Deion Jackson versus Dante Foreman. Everybody's got questions right now. Throw them in the chat. We will answer them for you. And then we're going to start with my teams here, Dan. I've got three playoff teams I'd like to take a look at. And, you know, we'll start here. Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I'm worried about Trevor Lawrence. So we're going to talk quarterbacks in, in, in full yeah. here momentarily. But I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Trevor Lawrence. The rest of this lineup, it's – to me, there's not a lot of question marks about who I'm going to start. Michael Pittman, you could potentially find a spot. But I'm rolling out Devontae Adams, T. Higgins, Chris Godwin, and Devontae Smith. I don't think I'm starting <laughs> Michael Pittman over any of those guys. Would you agree with that? I would pretty much. I mean, the only one I would consider starting him over is maybe T. Higgins because of that Patriots defense. I mean, um, we saw what happened whenever the Browns played him and they got to pressuring Joe Burrow. I mean, the Patriots have a good opportunity to potentially do that against him. But I like the upside of T. Higgins way more than what I'm getting from uh, Michael Pittman, considering Nick Foles is starting, right? And you have no idea who his chemistry is with. You don't know who he's going to prefer to throw to. Um, you know, take the safe route and plug T. Higgins in there for sure. Yeah, and I could have thought about Devontae Smith with Gardner. But again, I mean, Pittman's got the same issues, right? A new quarterback coming right. in. Right. So that's where I'll roll this week. So this lineup, really, there's not a lot of question marks outside of Trevor Lawrence versus Dak Prescott. I, I, I'm Dak Prescott has been pretty bad since he's been back in terms of turnovers. Right. Thoughts on Trevor Lawrence versus Dak Prescott? I mean, it would definitely tempt me, uh, especially based on what uh, Dak Prescott was able to put up last week against the Jags. Yeah. Now, the Eagles are not the Jags right? That defense is a lot different. Absolutely. And, um, you know, at this point, obviously Trevor Lawrence is facing a tough defense in the New York Jets as well. Um, and on Thursday night, short week. Right. I just think uh, there, there's a better opportunity for Trevor Lawrence to put up more points over the last, what's it been? Uh, three, four weeks. He has like an 11 to one TD interception ratio. And they've been three and one in that span. So I guess that's the last four weeks. So, you know, Trevor Lawrence has been the more consistent, more safe quarterback uh, to plug in. I mean, that's that's what I'm going with. I think you've probably had him in your lineup just based on what I'm looking at each of the last three, four weeks yeah. anyway. Oh, yeah. Just For keep sure. riding the hot hand, man. That's right. And I've got him in two different uh, lineups. So or I've got him on three different season long teams, but you're going to see him on two different uh, tonight. This lineup here, another ESPN one. This one's not as straightforward. I've got a couple question marks. I was hoping Lamar would be back. He's not going to be, so I'll definitely be moving him out. <laughs> Just um, had some wishful thinking going that's there. That's right. I thought maybe <laughs> if I put him in there, it would happen. I oh, do want to talk man. about Rodgers versus Lawrence here before too long. Uh, maybe when we get to the quarterback section, let's talk a little bit about Rodgers versus Lawrence. Yeah. Um, I'll just put Lawrence in there for now. And then I've got this. Gabe Davis sucks, but Chicago plays his own defense. So I, I feel a little bit better about Gabe Davis this, this week because Chicago plays zone and Gabe Davis plays. He's great against the zone. He can't beat yeah. man coverage, but he is great against zone coverage. 
So really, I, I'm sit here. I picked up Hodgins. He's what is he's got four or five targets a game the last couple of games. Yep. Six, six, and four. Has been pretty good. And Minnesota's defense is is pretty bad against the pass. I just don't have a lot of other options, but I did pick up Deion Jackson just right. in case I wanted to flex him. So again, I guess that's where I'm at. I, this poor I mean, roster. Portland Sutherland, I assume he isn't going to play this week. Yeah, I would I would assume that as well. This poor roster, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm just looking at the I mean the IR, you you've got Debo Samuel and Javante Williams sitting there. Lamar Jackson's missed time. Um, Cortland Sutton's missed time. Even Kenneth Hold Walker on. up there was missing yep. some games as well. So I mean, to make it to the playoffs with these guys and and kind of the holes that you've had. Tony Pollard obviously I think saved your season here. Yep. But um Man, what a what a tough that's savvy, savvy moves that you've been putting on to get yourself here, my guy. He's been uh, trying to ride the zero RB train with this one. Travis Kelsey, <laughs> Javante Williams, and Debo Samuel were my three keepers. Right. Yeah. So for I two mean, of them to be out, that's been tough. That is it has to be tough. The I mean, the only thing I would really consider is maybe moving Hodgins instead of Gabe Davis and then plugging in um chuba hubbard there because they're facing the detroit lions and mm -hmm. you know that run that rush defense is pretty bad um, like you know outside of that i'm not sure i'm not sure anything else i would change love the defense obviously the bills oh, yeah. against chicago they're gonna put in some work uh we just talked about trevor lawrence we'll get further into that i i do like aaron Rodgers this week because of <laughs> because of yep. his matchup with miami um you know, yeah, I, would I grabbed him today. That out. I snagged him today. Uh, just especially after doing some more research, actually in preparation for our quarterback talk. Yeah. So uh, we'll hash that out here momentarily. Let me get to my very last one, which is pretty standard, pretty set forward. Uh, Josh Allen, a quarterback. I've got Henry Jones and Tony Pollard. You can play mm -hmm. two to three running backs or, you know, essentially your flex. Uh, but right. on my fantasy league, it looks a little different. Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase, DeAndre Hopkins, that wide receiver, just traded for Keenan Allen last week before the playoffs. And then Gerald Everett, your boy, at tight end. But I've got Keenan Allen as well, and I, I've got Jawan Johnson. Two Man, touchdowns I, last week. Yeah. No, hey, Jawan, that's my guy right now. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good He's about hot. that one. Um, just looking at the lineup, I mean, I don't think there's anything I'm changing here. Uh, Josh Allen, no brainer there. Right. Uh, the three running backs, you got to start Derrick Henry. You got to start Tony Pollard. He's been phenomenal all season long. And then Aaron Jones, I think maybe gets the better half of the touches with AJ Dillon coming off that concussion. Maybe LaFleur is a little bit more cautious with him, but the Miami Dolphins defense is bad, bad. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they're going to carve them up. And then those three receivers, Jamar Chase, always going to get his Deandre Hopkins is going to be, you know, McCoy, or I guess it's Trace McSorley now. <laughs> He'll be McSorley's yeah, go-to. Not happy about that, but it's still DeAndre Hopkins. Right, and it's not like you're going to start Westbrook Akine with Malik Willis. Right. Uh, Russell Gage is hit or miss. Matt Collins maybe is boomer bust. That's a that's a potential there, but I'm not starting him over studs like DeAndre Hopkins and Keenan Allen, that's for sure. That's right. Start your studs this week, folks. Start your studs. Well, that's that's the three I have. I'm going to let you pull yours up, but and while you do that, let me stop screen. Let's answer this question while you pull yours up. Who wins yeah. semifinals team? 
One is Patrick Mahomes, Devontae Adams, Christian Watson, Austin Eckler, James Conner, George Kittle, Garrett Wilson. Pat's defense, team two, Brady, Hill, Metcalf, Dalvin Cook, Jarek McKinnon, Kelsey, Pacheco, Chiefs. Wow. You think that's a Chiefs fan? Um, <laughs> he's got he's they got went zero any other team strategy <laughs> Jarek McKinnon Travis Kelsey Isaiah Pacheco and the Chiefs defense I think you know the one thing that the team one has going on here is if 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 the if the the Chiefs Seahawks game which is looking to be super cold we were talking about before the the show if that's going to be negative five degrees and they're just going to run the ball and try to stay healthy and get the heck out of Dodge. Like that's going to help team one tremendously, but we're dealing with that all over the place this week, cold temperatures everywhere. I like right. team one in this because team two is, is essentially going to hurt its own ceiling, right? Because Jarek McKinnon, Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey cannot score I mean, unless it's a halfback pass, but they can't score together. Yeah. Right. So, so Mahomes can throw three touchdowns and none of those guys could catch them. Right. Juju right. gets the catch. Hardman, you know, could be playing this week. Maybe he gets one. Tony Noah is Gray. still active. Noah <laughs> I mean. Gray, Justin Watson. Like there's so many. So I really like team one here with the, the explosion of Devonte Adams and, Christian Watson has been really hot recently. James Conner with Trace McSurley playing, of course. Mm -hmm. Kittle goes off last week. Yeah, I'm going team one here. I mean, the difference for me is definitely at the quarterback position and not from the angle that you took. I mean, that's a great, great point, obviously. But Tom Brady has not been good at fantasy football, at least for the last few weeks. He's been safe, right? He doesn't throw turn the ball over a ton. Uh, doesn't throw a ton of picks, but um, – you know, that's a huge difference between what Brady and Mahomes have been able to do respectively in fantasy football. I think the X factor for team two, if they do pull off with a win here, it's because Mahomes threw, you know, two, three touchdowns to Kelsey. Um, they didn't, for whatever reason, didn't run the ball a ton. They reverted back to the early season offense and yep. Metcalf is the primary guy out there in Seattle with Tyler Lockett going down. We and know how bad our, the Chiefs defense are is. Our secondary is pretty generous. Yes. <laughs> and then you Number got Tyreek too. So, um, you know, those guys really got to pop off, I think, for them yeah. to lose this game. Eckler, Christian Watson's been great. Devontae Adams has been solid. James Conner, I think, is going to be the focal point of that offense moving forward with, you know, their quarterback woes. I mean, team one for sure. Uh, click, let us know which team was yours. Hopefully it's team one. You're set up great. If not, uh, you know, I, honestly, I don't think I'm playing. I'm I'm not. I'm definitely not playing Pacheco and McKinnon together this week. Oh, uh, certainly. Not, not in a redraft league like this. Not in a, not in a playoff scenario. Take one or the other. And right. Which one, which one would you take? I think I'm taking McKinnon. <laughs> This isn't a Pollard and Zeke situation right. or an Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. I think those are the only two tandems that you would want to play them both. Team yeah. one. Team one. All right. All right, All right baby. Quick. You got this. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and share my screen so we can get these uh, these starts going. You guys are seeing that, right? Yeah. Can you zoom in? Yeah. Let's get that zoomed in. And uh, I probably should have done that too. Boom, boom, boom. How's that look? Let me oh, pop yeah. it out one more time. So this is my 10-team 
flex league redraft uh, round one of the playoffs. I ended the season number one in points. Uh, we've got Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders is is one of my question marks for sure with this lineup. I plugged in CeeDee Lamb and Garrett Wilson. Mark Andrews is actually, believe it or not, a question mark for me. And then Chris Godwin at my flex. And then here's the bench, right? So Fields, ETN, James Robinson, London, a couple of these other guys. <clears throat> the big question for me with Mark Andrews is do I plug him in or do I roll with TJ Hawkinson? I feel like TJ Hawkinson has been more consistent, but uh, what, what do you make of this lineup so far? I, I want to be able, I want to tell you Mark Andrews, but I think I'm, I'm I think I'm TJ Hawkinson over Mark Andrews this week uh, with, with how well the, this Vikings offense is rolling. The Giants defense is, it's not, it's not great. It's in a dome. We don't get a lot of dome games this week, so I'm trying to take advantage of as many dome games as possible uh, with all this weather across the way. But, you know, I want to mention this because I've, I've saw it a lot on Twitter, people asking questions such as, should I play Josh Allen? It's supposed to be super windy, which is true. And we know that wind does affect uh, our, our quarterbacks, especially in fantasy, quite a bit. Right. But Josh Allen can run for 100 yards, 150 yards. He can sling this bad boy through the air. Like, I'm, like, stop asking that question to me. Right? Just, <laughs> just play Josh Allen. So if you're out there and you're thinking, could I play quarterback X over Josh Allen? You're not playing anybody over Josh Allen unless maybe you're, you got Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen together, right? That's, that's Which would be not silly. Happening. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love Derrick Henry in this spot. Miles Sanders in a good spot, I think, against this Dallas defense who has really been a lot weaker over the last six weeks since their bye week. They have not been as dominant as they were early in the season. Little word, Garrett Wilson, just because I think Zach Wilson is terrible. Uh, but I mean, what do you, you can't like, you can't go away from him at this point in the season. Uh, May, Terry McLaurin on your bench, but against one of the best defenses in the league in San Francisco, yeah. not really looking forward to that. I think maybe you have an opportunity to, to think about a Travis Etienne over Garrett Wilson in that same Thursday night game. And that's hard, though. I mean, really, at that point right. in time, I'm just going off of it's Thursday night. They're going to, you know, potentially utilize the run a little bit more heavy. And it's Zach Wilson. And I just don't trust Zach Wilson. But that's my only that's the only thing I would even debate. And I'm not even sold on it. Right. And, you know, obviously, ETN had a pretty decent game minus a fumble lost. But he's had so many of those issues lately. So, um, you know, the turnovers and things of that nature, that 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 really definitely makes me proceed with caution with uh, with him. So, you know, I think as of right now, the way it looks, I like this lineup. I don't mind Garrett Wilson. I think there's an opportunity for him to, you know, still put up some numbers. I mean, what did he do last week? Four catches for what, 94 yards yeah, or 98 he, yards? He gets the so, ball I mean, in his hand. He's great. Yeah, he's still got some work in. Zach Wilson is atrocious, obviously. Um, but, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars defense is pretty forgiving when it comes to uh, the passing game. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to leave him in there, at least for now. Lock it uh, in. I have it until uh, tomorrow at 7.15 to figure it out. That's right. So. Got plenty right. of time to sit on it. Absolutely. So I'll get to this next team. <clears throat> 
So here's who I've got in this one. Finished as a wild card team. Uh, number one in points in this one, but I also oh, yeah, had the most points good. scored against me. I, I, I'm loving this lineup. This DK, Waddle, Jefferson. Ramondre had an amazing game last week against the, um, you know, the Raiders, of course, yep. but they're facing Cincinnati. There's no Sam Hubbard uh, on their defensive line right now, so that's a nice vote of confidence. Here's my bench. <sighs> T. Higgins on the bench. You know you got a good squad when you got T. Higgins on the bench. <laughs> And Hawkinson, uh, I'm starting Kelsey, obviously, but yep. um, you know those are those are two guys that I've been able to lean on whenever you know. For Kelsey, it's just been a buy, luckily, yep. um, but those are guys I've been able to lean on. But yeah, I feel pretty confident about this lineup, and I actually happen to be uh, facing a guy who is uh, starting Jalen Hurts. So I'll show you the squad I'm going up against just for bonus points here, since we're not doing too much analysis. Oh, yeah. Has he got any other quarterbacks? He has none yet. Waivers haven't have processed. To... Okay, okay. So, so he's going to have to get the work. Thursday. Yeah, so he's got a solid team all around. I mean, yeah. these two, not super worried. They could pop off, though. You know, Kamara's due for one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hopkins could be hindered. A.J. Brown could be hindered with that, with that quarterback situation. Keenan mm-hmm. Allen, I think, is going to put up good points. Uh, none of these other guys on the bench. I I do not foresee him swapping them in. So I feel I feel really good about this matchup. I mean, chalk this one up. You're going with a ship, man. Hey, easy. <laughs> We're knocking on wood now. <laughs> chalk it up. I feel really good about this one though. Yeah, that's and, a solid lineup. So this last one, I'll just show you one more. This one's really tough. I like the players that I have in right now. Obviously, Miles Sanders was a question for me last time. I was big on him coming into the season. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens. I ended up picking up Darren Waller and yep. off of off of waivers earlier this year, so I had to plug him in. Uh, this is a 12-man league. And just moving on down, that's the bench for me. Ouch. There goes right Ty there. Jonathan Taylor. You know, <laughs> I, I have one question for you here. It feels like you got a lot of DK Metcalf this week. How how are you going to handle that inside Arrowhead Stadium as a Chiefs <laughs> fan? Hey, if, as long as the Chiefs are taking care of what they need to take care of, DK Metcalf can do whatever. That's right. Wants. Look, thirty-seven, thirty Metcalf with three touchdowns, but Mahomes to Kelsey for three <laughs> touchdowns. You're, you know, you're racking in all the championships and your favorite team wins. So I'm looking for i I'm looking for a situation like last year with Jamar Chase, except the Chiefs come out with the win and we win comfortably. You know what I mean? Like that's the ideal situation. My big question with this roster is whether or not I should move Zeke over one of these two guys. J.K. Dobbins, two straight weeks, 120 plus rushing yards. I'm I'm playing him against a terrible Atlanta team. No yep. Lamar Jackson. They're going to just keep relying on J.K. Dobbins. I'm definitely playing him over Zeke. It's the Miles Sanders one for me. That that's the one that you know I might look at a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Zeke is Zeke's the. They're utilizing Zeke and Pollard so well in this you know thunder lightning type of situation. Zeke's the 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 finisher, right? Touchdown, I mean, look at touchdown, look touchdown, at these touchdowns. Touchdown, like touchdown, he's the touchdown. finisher. He's not going to have twenty five carries, but when they get inside the twenty yard line, he's going to get the ball. I like Zeke a lot. Pretty uh, consistent. I, 
The Eagles' defense has been better since uh, Jordan Davis came back. I think you referenced that last week. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, I think that I think Dallas has a lot more motivation in this game. It would have been awesome to see Jalen Hurts in this game. I would have loved it. I, it would have also been awesome had Dallas not lost, and so this this division was a lot tighter. Right. But that's just that doesn't happen. Dallas has a lot more motivation in this game. I like Zeke over over Miles Sanders. I mean, I named the team after him. There's, okay. There you go. You have to go with him. <laughs> so, I mean, just kind of looking at the matchup here, um, I am facing a tough team. Oh, yeah, you got the Kelsey. Antonio Gibson's in a really tough spot. Yeah. So you don't mind that. Uh, who else you got there? He's not really moving anyone off that bench. No, not at all. Not at all. Maybe, maybe Algier. I probably play. I might play Algier over Antonio. Yeah, Gibson. with with Huntley going down, I think that you know that might be something to consider. Hopefully, Jonathan's not listening tonight. <laughs> <laughs> if you are, don't do that. Yeah, do do something else. Something. Yeah, but, you know, Michael Pittman. We just talked about him, kind of in a rough spot. I mean, Nick Foles is a competent quarterback. We've seen him many times before, so maybe right. he still gets his. Uh, but Devontae Smith and Michael Pittman both having quarterback questions this week could potentially help you a little bit as you're not dealing with some of those kind of things. But, yeah, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, you know, who to thunk it? Hey, at least I've got Mahomes here. <laughs> Any touchdowns that go to Kelsey, I, I break a little bit off of that. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what man. I'm looking like for the for the playoffs. I have one other dynasty team uh, in the playoffs, but uh, you know that one's pretty pretty stacked up. I feel really good about that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a uh, shots fired here. How do my dynasty league of gurus? It's one of my dynasty leagues. Uh, Dallas Dallas kicked my ass last week, so he has to come in here and oh, chirp a little no. bit. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's actually one of our longest leagues we've had since 2014, and um, it was a league that I thought about, you know, starting to tank in, and then I started winning. And I thought I had a chance and get to the playoffs, and there was no chance. So, mm. uh, congrats to you, Dallas. Uh, if you're in the chat tonight, you know, drop in any start sick questions you might have. We ran through our teams that we've got going into the playoffs. Uh, drop a like on, on it. Subscribe to the Stadium Rant YouTube channel. We've got shows every night starting next Monday. Uh, nightly shows we got betting shows we got nfl shows nba shows i mean things are rocking and rolling on this youtube channel so go ahead and hit that subscribe button for us if you will hit the like button and then of course let us know if you've got start sit questions even if you already think you know the answer throw <laughs> them in the chat we'll, we'll give you our our ideas from it i think every sunday i mean at least the last five, six weeks in a row, I've bounced something off of you and you've done it yep. vice versa. So, I mean, just getting that second opinion, even if it's just reassurance about your feeling is always a nice, like uh, vote of confidence going into Sundays. hundred percent. Want to make sure this is, this is the right way to go. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, we can get into starts and streams, but uh, you want to, you want to hear a little something about NFL plus first. Yeah, let's hit it. Well, the NFL season is here, and so is NFL Plus. NFL Plus allows you all your local games, 
all the primetime games. And even Coach's Film with select subscriptions starting at just $4.99 per month. Click on the link in the episode description to browse options and enjoy the NFL on the go. Take the NFL anywhere you are this season and join NFL Plus today. Little word from NFL Plus. Let's get into starts and streams. Dan, <laughs> we this is like a hot and cold thing for us, man. We, we killed it two weeks ago. I think we're just good on odd weeks. <laughs> and then last week, it just didn't go well for us, but we're ready to rock now, right? We're ready to get back into it for the semifinal week. I'm going to let you kind of review our starts, and I'll hit our streams. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, last week we both had one bright spot each, I guess. I I told you guys to start Isaiah Pacheco. That fumble against Houston pretty much stifled his day. Ends up with 8.7 fantasy points running back 38. Um, I went with Garrett Wilson. If he scored, I think you're feeling a little bit better about this one, but that didn't end up being the case. Only four catches, nine targets of the volume was there, but Zach Wilson is uh, equivalent to a walking trash can. So uh, 13.8 fantasy points there. Wide receiver 28, barely cracked the top 30. But Dawson Knox, baby, tight end number three. He catches six passes for 98 yards and a touchdown. Every time he caught the ball, I just kept thinking about it. I'm like, man. Dan nailed this one. Yeah. And I wasn't really on it, but man, you nailed it. I started him that week in that in that league I just showed you the ESPN one and and I put him in there over Darren Waller, who also had a good week. I wasn't yep. sure of him coming off of that IR uh, against the Patriots, no less. Uh, so rolled with Knox and it paid off. Took um, your own look, advice. Yeah, you gotta if you're gonna say it, I think you gotta like, you know, really commit to it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. With with you, you got a pretty uh, a pretty solid pick on wide receiver with Michael Pittman. Yep. Ten catches on fourteen targets. I mean, the dude was getting all kinds of looks, including two carries for thirty yards, uh, which you don't always see unless you're you know fielding Debo Samuel or McCole Hardman. <laughs> so uh, finishes with nineteen fantasy points, top fifteen wide receiver. That's exactly what you want uh, from a starter. For sure. Brian Robinson, on the other hand, 11.7. Not bad if you're like flexing him, right? I mean, he did exactly what we expected 89 yards. And I, I came on, I said he's had three of the last four games, he's gone over 80 yards. Well, he does it again, but he can't find Pater. <laughs> he can't find the end zone. I don't know what they're doing over there with the end zone, but uh, for whatever reason, I mean, they're not employing that strategy they had when they played the Eagles and beat them earlier. Well, this you know, they, they scored about three times on that one drive and every time they got a penalty. So that maybe that had something to do with it. Oh man. That's a whole other conversation for another <laughs> day. I think <laughs> and then tight end yet Greg Dulcich, which, you know, one catch for 11 yards, just two targets. The volume wasn't even there. So it's not like, you know, he had the backup quarterback thrown to him. It was just bad. I don't know what happened with this game. I mean, to be honest with you, I wasn't really watching Broncos Cardinals. It was nope. maybe shown in three cities across the U.S. So not a huge game for two, uh, two eliminated teams. But, you know, you would have expected more against a weak Cardinals team. Yeah. Well, the Cardinals are the worst against tight ends of all the teams in the NFL. And But Greg Dulcich, man, he just hasn't really – he's had like one or two good games, but I just keep wishing him into being great. 
Uh, it's just not happening for him yet. Um, <laughs> the, the streams, well, the streams didn't get much better, at least on my end. You did nail the tight end once again. Uh, you went Mac Jones. He ends up quarterback 28. I was I was in on Mac Jones this week. And it, what a stinker. Wow. He just – he was bad. 13 of 31, 112 yards. It just – it wasn't good. The Packers de- – oh, so you nailed actually the Packers defense and Jawan Johnson, your boy, four for 67 with two tutties, ends up tight end two. So you nailed the tight end two and the tight end three on the week. Packers defense has five sacks and interception. I'm playing against the Packers defense in the game. I had Christian Watson. That was uh that was kind of back and forth, but they end up as the, the second best defense on the week. And then for my streams, I went Mike white. Actually, Zach Wilson doesn't end up bad. I think he ends up like quarterback 15 where I think Mike white was really set up for a good spot last week, but he ends up right. not actually playing. That injury just holds him out and it's going to hold him out again this week. Cade Otten. He was getting all the all the routes. He's running all the routes, getting all the snaps, but just one target last week doesn't do anything for you. And then the Panthers' defense was bad. So I uh, think <laughs> <laughs> with the Buccaneers, they they turned the ball over four straight drives, and then turned the ball over on dan- downs the one drive before that. So they went straight panic mode, and they started just throwing it to the studs, right? Yep, the exactly. guys they can trust in those those tight situations. So the game script just didn't really play out for Kate Otten. I think he had a lot of opportunity there. And Mike White, man, he would have balled out yeah, against the Detroit Lions. I think the Jets maybe win that game if he's starting. Yeah, Mike White is way better than Zach Wilson. It was, it's such a good spot. Uh, it, you know, for Zach Wilson to end up in a top 15 quarterback, like I think, I think Mike White ends up top 12 quite easily in that same situation. Yeah. And, and let's let's talk about quarterbacks this week because this is this is the question for a lot of a lot. Of, not everybody's rolling out Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen this week, like one of your matchups, right? There are some question marks. I had a couple question marks with Trevor Lawrence and and Dak and Aaron Rodgers. So a lot of different options out there. I want to start with Gardner Minshew. How are you feeling with this? If Jalen Hurts does miss. Can you go to Mustache Mania? <laughs> As a fellow mustachioed person, I want to support Gardner Minshew, but I just don't trust him coming in. Obviously, he has, he has all the talent in the world around him. A phenomenal offensive line, a great group of running backs, right? Miles Sanders, Gainwell, uh, Boston Scott. Those guys can really put it down on the ground. And then you're throwing the ball to uh, a CJ or a Calvin Johnson clone in AJ Brown. And you've got Devonte Smith, one of the faster players in the NFL. Um, you know, he, he has no shortage of weapons coming into this offense, especially with the return of Dallas Goddard. Also the big thing for me is that he's coming off the bench. We haven't seen him in action in over a year. Um, he, he hasn't been in an actual game situation outside of maybe some preseason starts and whatnot. And he's facing one of the toughest top five defense in the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I don't think he's going to be taking a lot of sacks because of how solid that offensive line is, but he's going to feel the pressure and I don't feel confident in him making those throws under pressure. 
Yeah, I think that you have to be desperate if you're going to play him. Look, if I had to play him, I'd be like, yeah, we can do this, right? Um, but I think you really have to be desperate if you're going to play him this week. I mean, I've got sure. written down here like Minshew or Dak. I'm I'm playing Dak probably in that sense, right? Oh, 100%. Um, <laughs> I would play Kirk Cousins over Gardner Minshew. I'd play Trevor Lawrence over Gardner Minshew. I'm trying to just think of others. I'd probably play Gardner over Tom Brady, Daniel Jones, some of these other guys that are like they yeah. could have gotten you to where you're at potentially if you're just stacked everywhere else. Right. And you're you're kind of rolling with these like top 15, top 17 type quarterbacks. Uh, where, where's the where's the line for you when when you're looking at some of these guys, you know Tyler Huntley, mm. who's you know been playing the last couple of weeks. I'm I'm probably playing Gardner over him. Yeah, I'm probably playing Gardner over Zach Wilson. Like if you're maybe you're super flex league, right? And you're trying to figure out some of these quarterbacks. Sure. I'm just trying to find a line here that, like who who would you who would you start Gardner over? I mean, just kind of – I'll go down the line and just kind of see here. Uh, i probably start him over Zach Wilson, uh, yep. to be honest with you. I, I'm not a fan of him. Um, maybe start him over Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton's a pretty close uh, comparison there. They are playing Cleveland. The defense is not that great. Over Malik Willis and Davis Mills, I yep. think for sure. Um Kirk Cousins, I'm starting him over Gardner. But Daniel Jones, I do like Gardner Minshew over him. Um, I like Minshew over Mac Jones this week going yep. against the Cincinnati Bengals. I like Jared Goff over him. Um, Baker with the Rams going against the Broncos. I'm not starting him at all. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks here. Heineke, I'm not starting over him with him facing the the Niners. Desmond Ritter and Tyler Huntley. I mean, you can both throw those guys underneath them. Uh, yep. Tom Brady is the one that you mentioned that I don't agree with because he's facing the Arizona Cardinals. I think Tom Brady has a really good opportunity to put up some points and probably has a better chance to do it than uh, what Gardner does. But like, you know, Nick Foles, no way. Uh, Kenny Pickett, probably not. Eric Carr, maybe. I'd say it's right between the Derek Carr and, uh, you know, he's he's maybe between uh, Derek Carr just ahead of him and then right below him's like Heineke, Andy Dalton in that range. What, what about Deshaun Watson? I like Watson over him. I you think, think I was going to go. I'm going Gardner in that situation. That's a choice for me. I, I would take I would take Minshew well, and all the weapons. Well, the weapons is the big advantage there, right? Yeah. And the fact that Cleveland is a more run-centric uh, offense anyway. Um, the Saints are a tough defense too. So I think it's pretty close. I mean, you're you're, you're yeah. kind of splitting hair. There's, I, I, I'm going towards Deshaun Watson just because I know what kind of football he can bring to the table. And I think he's kicking rust off. So I just can imagine he gets better and better. So I would be banking on that if I start yeah. him over Minshew. Yeah, so it sounds like we're kind of in that, you know, Minshew, putting them in with, uh, I would say, like Watson, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, kind of that top 15 to 18 range. Uh, but we're, he's not really sniffing our top 12. No, 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 no uh, way. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, well, another quarterback I want to talk about is Trevor Lawrence. As we saw in my lineups, I've got 
him everywhere this year and a big reason why I'm in the semifinals. Uh, dude is continues to smash. He's at at least 26 fantasy points in three of the last four games. And those games were against the Ravens, the Titans, and Dallas. Like, Tough. these are good defenses, and he's putting up 26 fantasy points. It's Thursday night, and it's against the Jets. Can we trust Trevor Lawrence? He's got us this far. Can we trust him on Thursday night? I'm trusting him. I think I already said earlier, you got to ride that hot hand. You got to leave him in. Um, he He's faced other tough defenses, so this is not anything he's foreign to, right? The Titans, the Ravens, um, all of those guys, the, the Cowboys who he just Cowboys, faced, yep. all of those guys, all of those teams rather, are, are very tough on quarterbacks, and they generate pressure. They force turnovers. They're very opportunistic in that sense. Um, the Titans beat the hell out of anybody they play yeah. from the quarterback position. So, um, And another little spot here to mention is Quinnen Williams likely isn't going to play uh, that defensive tackle for the New York Jets on the short week. So um, that's a lot of pressure off the middle of that offensive line that he's not going to have to face or go up against. So I feel really good about Trevor Lawrence this week. I think there's a good chance that they um, they secure a win in this game as well and and make it really tough on that Titans team. So I'm rocking with Trevor if I got him. All right. But you said it earlier, you like Aaron Rodgers against the Dolphins. And I've got that set up. I pick up Aaron Rodgers. I got Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> is is Aaron Rodgers viable against the Miami Dolphins this week? He's certainly viable. I mean, there, there's no bones about it. The, the Dolphins' defense is bottom five in, in a lot of different metrics, and one of those is against fantasy quarterbacks, right? So first. Yeah, so they're uh, they're bottom of the barrel when it comes to that. We saw Josh Allen torch him. Now Aaron Rodgers is not quite the quarterback he used to be. They're definitely leaning more on the run game, um, but I I can definitely see this turning into one of those stat lines that we saw last year from Aaron Rodgers. Right, barely cracks two hundred yards, uh, but he throws three touchdowns and has a clean game with no turnovers. So I mean, if you're if you're looking for a guy to put you know put up twenty. 20 plus points. I think Aaron Rodgers gets that done this week. And do I like him more than Trevor Lawrence? Ah, it's tough. I usually, if I'm, if I'm at a toss up situation, which I think we are here, I I go with the matchup and the matchup tells me Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Yep. Matchup. And, you know, honestly, that Thursday night kind of worries me a little bit. Just, we see some of these short week games, just, really drag on and not a lot of scoring. Uh, but yeah, I like, you know, this, this game is in Miami for, for so it's one of the few warm games, warm, warm, right. as, at least not in the frozen tundra, 24 points per game is what the Miami defense is putting up or giving up to fantasy quarterbacks, two straight top eight weeks uh, against quarterbacks. So, wow. yeah, I also believe in Aaron Rodgers this week. And, and I think that, I think that's going to be, a tough decision to make, but right now I'm I'm leaning towards Aaron Rodgers against you know over Trevor Lawrence. Unfortunately, I don't I only have that in like one spot, <laughs> but uh, I'll be playing plenty of Trevor Lawrence still and other <laughs> lineups. So if he ends up blowing up tomorrow, I'll be happy either way. Absolutely. So I I wanted to talk about Malik Willis here. Yep. Um, obviously, Tannehill goes down. 
Um, they're facing one of the worst defenses in the NFL in the Houston Texans. Mahomes had a field day against him last week with, you know, a couple scores over 300 yards, just doing what he does. Right. Um, and, and a lot of quarterbacks ha- have had a lot of a success against this guy, but you know, with the way the Titans offense rolls, especially when Tannehill's not, not in the lineup. I mean, can you trust Malik Wills to put up any points? I think, you know, most of what you'd be banking on is him getting involved in the run game. Yeah, he's going to have to run the ball quite a bit, I think, to, to be fantasy fantasy relevant this week. To me, it's it's super flex only. Like If it's one quarterback, there's other guys out there that I'm absolutely taking uh, over Malik Willis. Again, he threw the ball one time in the second half against the Houston Texans the first time around they played each other, and it was like a throwaway, right? It wasn't even targeting anybody. He just threw the ball away. Uh, I think this team is just going to turn around, hand it to Derrick Henry. It is in December. It is the Houston Texans. And Derrick Henry smashes both of those scenarios. And now you got Malik Willis. So I'm not riding Malik Willis. I don't think he's playable. Even, I mean, I would rather play Brock Purdy, honestly, because at least yeah. Brock Purdy can dump it off to Christian McCaffrey and get points that way or or find Ayuk or, or whatnot. So I would rather play a guy like Brock Purdy who's not rostered anywhere, uh, just as Malik Willis isn't rostered right. anywhere. Uh, even in super flex leagues, I think you mentioned Andy Donald or, or and Andy Dalton earlier. Uh, <laughs> I, I would definitely take him over a guy like Malik. Uh, Malik Willis has great dynasty value, and I could see the Titans – losing uh, a couple of down the stretch here and not making the playoffs and completely moving on from Ryan Tannehill and making this Malik Willis's team. But right now he's not fantasy relevant to me. Right. Well, that's a guy that I actually forgot about. You said, <laughs> you said him on accident, Darnold, um, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. He's facing the lions that, that yep. defense that's been so friendly to quarterbacks. Are you playing Sam Darnold over Gardner Minshew? Uh, no, I'm not playing him over Minshew. No, that's a good that's a good question though. Uh, I'm not <laughs> I'm not playing him over Minshew. I would put him, I'd probably put him a couple slots. I put Darnold, I don't know, probably more in like the top 20 range, not necessarily top 15, 18. Right. Um, Sam Darnold absolutely in a good spot. This Carolina offense just doesn't have enough volume, mm-hmm. and Minshew again. I mean, he can just throw it up to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown can break a tackle and take it to the house. So I'm going to take the talented offense around Gardner Minshew over the, the play against the Detroit Lions defense. Right. No, I agree with that, especially with the uncertainty surrounding D.J. Moore, too, for this weekend. Yeah. Let's move it into the running back starts. I'll, I'll, I'll go with mine first. Raheem Mostert. I mean, the guy balled out against the Buffalo Bills. I think he averaged like eight yards a carry. Uh, ends up putting up one of the better stat lines in the NFL for running backs from a fantasy perspective, at least. And now this week, the Miami Dolphins get to take on the Green Bay Packers, who have been very generous to opposing running backs. Um, Jeff Wilson obviously didn't play against Buffalo last week. Uh, he's been a limited participant this week, but I imagine... Raheem will still get the bulk of the carries just as they kind of ease Jeff Wilson in. And there's going to be plenty to go around against this Green Bay Packers defense. So I'm really liking the Raheem Mostert start this week for sure. Is it is it 2020 all over again with Raheem Mostert or Jeff Wilson? Who are you going to play each week? Man, 
this is, is the this Miami Dolphins. Or Miami? <laughs> this is the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, I I don't know how the Dolphins lost that game last week. I was I was heartbroken. I really wanted to see the Bills lose uh, for obvious reasons with the Chiefs. But yeah, Mostert's really good when he's healthy. And right now he's healthy. So line him up, let him roll against a bad Packers defense. I'm going Jarek McKinnon. Look, we've seen it three games in a row now with Jarek McKinnon. He continues to find the end zone five touchdowns over the last three games. But his usage has also increased. If we go all the way back to the bye week in week nine, the backfield really started to turn towards Pacheco. and He was getting all the work. And then around week 12, it kind of started to flip back in the other uh, range. McKinnon's getting a lot more snaps. Pacheco's still handling some work, but in week 13, you know, McKinnon narrowed the opportunities from 16 to 10 in in favor of Pacheco still, but you started to see that gap narrow in a hurry. Since week 13, McKinnon's snap share has increased all the way out to last week, a 60-35 split. So McKinnon is on the field way more often than Isaiah Pacheco is right now. Some of that last week, obviously Pacheco's uh, fumble doesn't help him at all. And look, I wasn't high on McKinnon last week. I came on the show. I was like, no, don't don't play him as much because he's a veteran. Andy Reid's gonna gonna you know rest him a little bit because I thought they were just gonna destroy the Texans. That doesn't happen. I don't think they come out and just destroy Seattle where they could rest McKinnon. I think they start to lean on this veteran a lot more down the stretch. And he's shown out. I mean, he t- what was it like 15 yard, 20 yard, you know touchdown run to end the game to walk it off. Like right. He's there. He's very efficient with his touches right now. And they're throwing the ball to him a lot more. So give me some Jarek McKinnon. He's he's playable everywhere, uh, PPR, non-PPR, because of the touchdowns right now. Absolutely. I like that pick quite a bit. Um, I think the the Chiefs have have a nice little matchup. I mean, it's going to be a cold-weather game too, right? So there there's a chance that they lean on that run game a little bit more. The offense has been better whenever we lean on that run game, yep. just speaking from a Chiefs perspective. So, you know, I think Andy Reid and and Bienemy and those guys are starting to figure that out and and starting to trust uh, those guys a little bit more and, and seeing McKinnon get involved. Uh, we kind of saw it this way last year too, right? As the season progressed, McKinnon got more and more involved and ended up becoming that primary guy for the playoffs. Um, so, you know, maybe they're gearing him up for that kind of workload and, you know, why not benefit from that? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm expecting, too. I think Pacheco will still come in and hammer away on first and second down, but I think we're going to start to see week after week a, a 60-40 type split with McKinnon getting the bulk of the opportunities in Kansas City. Absolutely. Looking at wide receivers, I'm sticking with this Kansas City-Seattle game, and I'm rocking with the other side this time, DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett's injured he broke his finger ends up having surgery he's going to miss a couple weeks that makes dk like the only guy (laughs) to catch passes outside of like will disley or maybe kenneth walker from uh from the backfield i guess you got noah fant in there too uh that that can receive some of that workload but dk is going to be the guy he he was the primary um you know deep threat kind of guy with geno smith anyway um, Tyler Lockett, obviously was catching a lot of that short yardage stuff over the middle, kind of that, uh, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman kind of role. Um, but now that you don't have that, you got to really stick with the other guy that that's reliable and, and 
you know who you know. And DK Metcalf still a top 15 fantasy football wide receiver up to this point. So he's my absolute 100% start of the week for sure. Yeah, the Chiefs are bad against number one wide receivers. We can go nearly every week of the season and find a top 15 wide receiver that, that the Chiefs defense has given up. I'm going Mike Evans. He's He's been very disappointing this year, honestly. He sits outside or inside the top 24. I think he's at like wide receiver 23, 22 right now in PPR. But it's so ho-hum this season. Right. It It's been – as a, as a manager with Mike Evans, it's really just been frustrating. But it's not for the lack of targets. Since going back to the week 11 bye, he's had two catches on nine targets against Cleveland, four catches on four targets against New Orleans, four catches on nine targets against San Fran, five catches on ten targets last week in Cincinnati. At least nine targets in three of the last four games. So the volume is absolutely there. So one of the reasons – like we want to go right back to him. And one of the reasons we've really loved Mike Evans in the past is all that touchdowns, right? He's always been the touchdown guy. Chris Godwin, the PPR guy, Mike Evans is the guy they throw the fade to in the end zone, brings right. it down, but he hasn't done that this year, three touchdowns on the year. And he hasn't had a touchdown since week four. I think he's due for some positive touchdown regression and what better time. It's a prime time game. The bucks <laughs> are in a playoff race and it's against the Cardinals. Like, ho-hum Cardinals, right? So I, I'm, I'm riding Mike Evans this week, and and I'm looking for a little bit of a breakout against this Cardinals secondary, and maybe he gets one or two of those fades. No, I, I like that pick for sure. I think there's a really good opportunity for him and Tom Brady to connect many times in this game. Obviously, Tom loves throwing him the ball. He's on, he's on pace for his ninth straight thousand yard reception or thousand yard receiving season, uh, which is crazy to think about that Mike Evans has been doing it for that long, but that he's also been just keeping it at that level. Um, but they're due at this point. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, you know, you're kind of hitting it right on the head with that one because, you know, good chance Mike Evans puts up some solid points against that, that secondary in Arizona. We've got some we got some tight ends and defenses still we want to talk through here. Let's uh let's get a quick word from Trophy Smack. And if, if you're here with us, I know you're sitting on a couple questions. I know you're thinking <laughs> about it. Just throw it in the chat. Let us answer it for you. Give it we'll give you our advice. But let's listen to a word from Trophy Smack. What's one of the best things about fantasy football? It's the tradition that surrounds it. And nothing sets off a fantasy football league like a piece of hardware with your name on it. Level up your fantasy smack talk with awesome trophies, rings, belts, and more. Check out their options by clicking on our affiliate link in the podcast description. All right, Dan, let's jump in to tight ends. It's time. It's time to crack the the code for the toughest position in, in fantasy football here. So uh, looking at the starts, we'll go with starts and then we'll go with some streaming options. Maybe some guys that are going to be available on those waivers. I'm rocking with Dawson Knox again, baby. I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. I, I, I do like him in my lineup this week against the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, it's going to be cold. That's for sure. I think the the Bills are not really that run type of team. Uh, they tend to, you know, 
nickel and dime you with those short yardage passes until you cheat up a little bit and then they'll beat you over the top. And I'm expecting Dawson Knox to get get a lot of those opportunities and and get some red zone opportunities as they, you know, uh, to quote Hank Stram, matriculate the ball down the field. So um, I'm rocking with Dawson Knox as my tight end start of the week. Uh, and I think a lot of that's because you took one of the guys that I was considering for it for sure. Yeah, I got in here early this week. You know, the Bills are – they're probably not going to be throwing as many bombs as usual, right? Like right. the Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie down the field. So just nickel and diamond right there with Dawson Knox. It's always weird. I, I said this on my DFS show last week when I was live during the Bills-Dolphins game. There'll be weeks that Josh Allen doesn't look at Dawson Knox one time. And then there's other weeks that he throws the ball eight times to him. So – Hopefully, so <laughs> this will be with the with a windier game. This will be a, a a game that he really focuses on guys like Dawson Knox. I'm going Darren Waller. He's back off the IR. Welcome back, right? Three catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown last week. First game back off the IR. That's good enough for me. I, I sometimes oh, yeah. I want to see it. I've seen it. Put him in your lineup. Sold. Sold That's on it. it. Hey, uh, before we get the streams, let's answer this question here real quick. Who do you start? Isaiah Pacheco against the Seahawks or Josh D Jacobs against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Dan, for me, it's it's easy. It's it's and this is I can't even say it. It's Josh Jacobs. I just yeah. hate Josh Jacobs. I don't like him at all. But uh, <laughs> for fantasy, I don't know why. I just I can't ever click the button. For Josh Jacobs, but for in this situation, it's it's Josh Jacobs. He's he's everything to the Las Vegas Vegas Raiders and that offense. Whereas Pacheco, as we just talked about, is sharing time with with McKinnon. What what says you? No, I think this is a this is definitely an easier decision. Maybe not so easy if you're a Chiefs fan. So I could see the conflict there <laughs> if if that's the case. Um, but Josh Jacobs, I mean, Pittsburgh Steelers, don't get me wrong. They have a solid defense, but they're not as good against the run as you would expect them to be right. Regardless of TJ Watt and came Hayward and that solid linebacking crew with miles Jack and company. Um, they really just have not defended the run as good as, as what you'd expect. They're not even top 15, uh, from what I last saw. So, you know, Josh Jacobs has been the primary recipient of, of any kind of yard or touch in that offense. Um, maybe you could argue Devontae Adams, but Josh Jacobs, you know, really has been carrying them through a lot of these games. So, dude, ride, ride the hot hand. Yeah, I definitely am not a Josh Jacobs guy. But, yeah, you got to throw him in. If you, if, you drafted him, if you drafted him, you're playing Josh Jacobs. I just wouldn't draft him. You, you him. wouldn't even put yourself in a position to have exactly. to choose between the two. I don't have to make that choice. <laughs> well, looking at streamers for tight end, um, I'm rocking with David and Joku this week. I, I think he is a really good opportunity to put up some points against the Saints defense. Saints not as good against fantasy tight ends as what as what they're doing against some of these other positions. Um, and Joku is kind of getting worked back in with with Deshaun Watson coming in. And and if I'm just looking at a streaming option, maybe someone that I can pick up real quick quick and plug in. Uh, he seems like one of the better, better choices for me. Um, I almost just ran it back with my guys from last week That's right. and threw Jawan Johnson in there, but I'm, I'm taking the other side in that Cleveland saints game and going with Njoku. 
You know, in Joku, very quietly, and I think a lot of it's because of injury this year. And, and you know, the tight end position has been pretty bad, but very quietly sitting, what's he sitting, top seven tight end right now? Uh, and, and, you know, there's not a lot of hype around it, but when he is healthy and he's out there, he seems to get it done. Right. Seems to get it done each and every week. I'm going with Noah Fant right back into that Chiefs-Seattle game. And a lot of this has to do without, you know, because there is no Tyler Lockett. Uh, another guy quietly increasing some consistency week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Finished with 14 PPR points in three of his last six games. So he's got a little bit of that ceiling for you at, at the tight end position. And, again, no Tyler Lockett here. I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to be chasing the Chiefs and having to rely on ancillary pieces like Noah Fant this week. Right. No, I like I like that as an opportunity for him to get a little bit of that pie that Lockett's leaving behind, having to, uh, you know, nurse that finger. DK Metcalf can't take it all, right? It's got to go somewhere else. And I think hey, Jamar Chase took it all last year. <laughs> That's a little different. If uh, if Geno Smith and uh, DK Metcalf went to college together, I'd maybe feel I'd sing a different <laughs> tune. Maybe. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what about defense? Dreams. Yeah, let's let's get into it because I'm uh, defense is. Uh, I feel like it's an underappreciated thing in fantasy football. I love having that component to it because it, it makes both phases of the game enjoyable. Um, For me, I was looking at some options out there, and one of my favorite matchups this week is the Broncos defense. We all know that they're tough. They can can put it down. They can put some pressure on them. Um, I like their matchup against the Los Angeles Rams. I think there's a really good opportunity for them to force Baker Mayfield into into some mistakes. That Rams offensive line is not good at all, Uh, so I see a lot of pressure happening there, and it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the line or the total for that game right now is set at 36 and a half points. So they're not expecting any kind of offensive fireworks here. Um, so the Broncos, I think they're in a really good situation to, to be in the, a, a top 10, maybe even a top five defense for you this week. Yeah. A lot of low totals this week, a lot of low totals. It's the weather, um, man. It's, it is the weather. And you know, a lot of these teams might not throw near as much this week, those kind of things, but you know, you're still going to get after it. I'm looking at defensive lines, right? The, the Broncos have a really solid defensive line. Different ways to, to create turnovers, those kind of things. I'm going with the Titans against the Houston Texans. The Titans have two things to rely on this week, the run game and the defense. That's where they got to go. That's who's going to step up. And I think, you know, Houston, uh, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about more about them here in a minute with another defense, but it's not as good as it looks. I don't think it's as good as it looks, right? The, the the points they're putting up right now. So I like the Titans defense this week against this Texans offense. That's running out two different quarterbacks every other play. And right. Davis Mills is running routes. It doesn't make sense to me. No, I, I totally get it. The two QB with those two guys is a head scratcher <laughs> for sure. Like, uh, I mean, Taysom Hill, maybe it makes sense a little bit, but Davis Mills and Driscoll is just a funny. It was it was honestly hilarious watching that happen, and it was honestly embarrassing uh, watching it work at times <laughs> against our defense. Yeah. But, um, no, I love that pick. The Titans they they typically have the the Texans number, 
uh, like regardless of who's quarterbacking that team. So um, I, I'm a big fan of that play. I actually advise someone else to to make that start and pick them up off the waivers, and I'm grabbing them in uh, in one of my leagues as well. That's right. Well, Dan, it is semifinal weekend, but one thing that I like to do, I'm already looking at next week. If I win, win or lose this week, you know, you might be in a league that pays out third place. Most of my leagues, you, you pretty much get – um, if you are paying for the league, you, you might get your money back if you win third place, right? Or you're going to the championship game. So I like to look at next week already, quarterbacks or defenses, but right now I want to talk defenses. What's a defense that you are you would say, go pick them up right now, put them on the end of your bench so you can start them next week? No one's playing to play in the third place consolation game, right? You're playing to win the damn thing. You're That's playing right. to go to the championship round. And why not prepare yourself for it 100%? Just looking at defenses, I think we set a criteria here, right? Like, who's going to be available? Um, we're not going to – we're not putting defenses like the Buccaneers or or uh, the Buffalo Bills in here or the Patriots. 49ers I mean, have a stud, like a great matchup next week. I've got them in a league. But you can't go pick them up right now because everybody has them. Everyone has them. So, I mean, you, you got to look at some of these teams that uh, aren't getting a lot of love on rosters. And for me, it's the Kansas City Chiefs defense. I don't know if anyone still has them after what they did to the Broncos, right? But um, they play them again for championship weekend. And they're going to play them in Arrowhead where it's going to be loud and rocking. And Brett Rippon playing. They sacked Russell Wilson, who's the more mobile of Rip right being right. He's the more mobile of the two. And they still got six sacks on him. So, I mean, I'm rocking with Kansas City. I'm scooping them up. So, I, I roll into that championship round uh, with with some confidence in that defensive position, especially if I've been streaming streaming teams all, all year long. Yeah, that's – I mean, the Broncos suck. So, why not play the defense that's going to – play against them right um and i told i said i was going to talk about the houston texans again and that's i'm going with the jaguars you know go pick them up nobody's playing them i think they're like 20 percent rostered on espn right now first off it's the texans right it, there's not really a better matchup in the nfl for an opposing defense than against the houston texans and the chiefs gave up 24 points against the texans however like 17 of those points came off of turnovers. Um, mm. the, the Chiefs continue to give them opportunities deep in their own territory on, on occasions. Uh, so I'm, I'm not really chalking that up to this great Texans offense uh, or really even a really bad Chiefs defense or not nearly as bad as it might have looked because they're they're putting some, some bad spots there. Uh, so I like the Jaguars, but I also want to mention the Jags because Mike Caldwell, the defensive coordinator there, they he has to be happy with what he's seen over the past two weeks. Seven total sacks and six takeaways, including oh, yeah. the walk-off pick six against the Cowboys last week. So this this Jaguars defense is really starting to to come to into its own. And <laughs> and the Jags offense, we've seen it for like six, eight weeks now. They've really started to hit. Um th this defense is firing on all cylinders right now. I've I've already picked them up in multiple leagues in anticipation of playing them next week. I, I, I like the Jags defense. I, I didn't want to go with them this week, although on Thursday night against Zach Wilson, you know, if you need them this week too, I think they're viable, <laughs> but I really like them next week. Kind of enticing, Wilson. man. 
Yeah. Kind of I mean, enticing. They, they're taking the ball away, and that, that's what you want to see from a defense. Absolutely. So um, before we close out the show, I did have another question for you. So uh, to answer, my cousin asked me earlier today, and so I figured I'd run it by you as well. He's got a flex spot. He has multiple flex spots, but this is the last one he's trying to fill, and he's torn between a few players. So I'm going to run him by you. Donovan Peoples-Jones, so DPJ, Marquez, Valdez-Scantling, Hollywood Brown, and Drake London. He's trying to choose one of those four players to plug into his starting lineup at his last flex spot for an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl and win a championship. Man, four options. That's that's something else. I that's that's a little bit difficult, but I one guy stood out amongst all of them. And that was Drake London. Mm. Drake London 11 targets last week, seven catches, 70 yards. You know, Valdez Scantlin, he's got the ceiling games, right? He can pop off, but there's so many weapons. Hardman might be back this week. Too, too many weapons there in Kansas City. You can't trust that there. Donovan Peoples-Jones has had some a couple of good games here and there. Cleveland, this this game is the lowest total of all time, of recorded. when the, 32 points. Over under totals, right? This is the lowest that they've ever recorded. I don't I don't want to lean in to that game. And, and I don't remember the fourth one because Drake London stood out so much. I don't even know if I heard <laughs> Hollywood Brown, Hollywood Brown, Trace McSorley. (laughs) Uh, You know, I, I have to, I have to play Hollywood Brown in a league. It's my only choice, but I'm taking Drake London out of those four. He looked good with Desmond Ritter last week. They had the bye week to prepare against Baltimore's back end has not been overwhelming this year. Not like we've seen in the past. And so I, I like Drake London. No, no Kyle Pitts. And these rookies, we've seen that before, right? They go to rookie training camp. They start to connect a little bit better. Right. Desmond Ritter came in. He was this like <laughs> leader in the clubhouse type of guy. I don't know. I, I like Drake London out of those four though. So he he asked me this earlier in the day, and you're like nailing everything that I said. I told him to go with Drake London. That's right. Um, you know, he had 70, 70 yards on seven catches last week with plenty plenty of volume i did mention the ritter connection uh because of that rookie mini camp and yep. we saw a highlight play i don't know if you remember this but going into the season everyone was talking up drake london because of this highlight moss type of catch that he made against one of their corners aj terrell i believe is who it was and um you know it was pretty much i said throw Throw Brown out, throw out uh, MVS. I'm not a fan of that that play yep. at all. Um, so if you're looking at DPJ, who's been a favorite of Deshaun Watson, really his two best games have come with Watson under center. Um, that total is important to note. <laughs> so Drake London really is is the best option, and that's who I would roll with in that situation too. Well, we are we are set together on that. I've got uh, let's let's answer Lee's question here in the chat. Ramondre Stevenson or Michael Pittman in the flex. I'm I'm Stevenson. Um, on this season, one. baby. Absolutely. Uh, it doesn't matter how bad the the Patriots' offensive play calling is when Stevenson gets the ball. He, you know, it's not every play, but he's at such big upside playability that uh, I'm going to put him in every time. And Michael Pittman with 
Nick Foles, we haven't seen that quite, quite well, you have seven at all, I guess. Um, not definitely not <laughs> enough to make me feel like I want to play him over Ramondre. For sure. And not to mention Damian Harris is still nursing injuries, like really good chance he doesn't suit up this weekend. Ramondre season. And then I've got one more. I got one on Twitter from today. Uh, try to increase this. He says, who wins? I'm rock hard monster. And should I flex my fix my lineup? Let me zoom in a little bit more. Yeah, let I me can. open this up here so I can uh, chime I in. Rock hard monster. My God. <laughs> yeah. Can you see this? Well, uh, he's got so he's got Mahomes, Diggs, Hopkins, Henry, Pollard, and he's going up Ooh. against Burrow, Chase, Cooper, Pacheco, Barkley, Kittle. He's got Dalton Schultz at tight end. It it looks to be a close one. Um, I I think that it's it's kind of odd. Like B squad has a little bit of a you know dynamic with Pacheco, so maybe Pacheco scoring taking the points away from Mahomes or vice versa. But for me, you've got Tony Pollard and Derrick Henry. Yeah, uh, and it just really and digs good spots. Got Steph Diggs in a great spot against Chicago. Uh, I I think that I think this is you know Chase always has the opportunity to to blow up, but against the New England defense, it's going to be a little bit tougher. Yeah, I don't like Amari Cooper that much this week against um, the Saints. So I I like. I like his chances here. I don't think I give it the 62-38 chance that whatever <laughs> this uh, one that he's in gives him. It's that's Yahoo. mostly based on projections, right? I think it's probably closer to uh, a 55-45 type of, of win, but I, I do well, like his team a little bit better. I think another X factor for uh, for his team here is the defense as well. Uh, you're looking at Buffalo against Chicago or oh, Philadelphia yeah. against Dallas, which don't get me wrong. The Eagles defense has been phenomenal, um, but that's going to be a huge difference in points because I don't think the Chicago Bears uh, offense is going to score nearly as much oh. as what the Dallas Cowboys are going to be able to do this weekend. And, you know, Stephon Diggs against that team as well. You got Patrick Mahomes maybe taking away stuff from from Isaiah Pacheco, as you mentioned. And that duo of running backs, I mean, it doesn't matter what Pacheco and Barkley do. I don't think there's anything they can do to score more than what Pollard and Henry are going to put up. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, maybe you worry about that a little bit with McSorley throwing the ball. I don't know that you have a ton of options here. Um, I was going to look at his bench. There's nobody on his bench, really. Van Jefferson, you can't trust. Jeff Wilson, Robert Woods. Definitely not starting Robert Woods this year. Yeah, to answer the question, should I fix my lineup? I don't think there's anything to fix. I think you write it out. Write it out and see what happens. Yeah, you're locked in with that lineup. I I like what you're uh, what you're throwing down there for sure. That's what you get here. Bring it, bring it to us. We'll answer the questions. It's that Absolutely. easy. Uh, I, I said we shut it down. Uh, hour and a half in for an Dang, hour. Dang, time flies, it buddy. Rolling today, rolling today. But a lot of good stuff for me. I I just want to end. I mean, we got all the stuff every time. There won't be a Rumbles a Red show this week with the holidays. I got family in town, but. You know, go see us everywhere. Find me on Twitter at Trevor S underscore FF. But most importantly, go enjoy whatever holiday you celebrate. If it's Christmas, absolutely Merry Christmas to you. Uh, If it's anything else, 
you know, just enjoy some time with family this weekend. Enjoy some great football. Uh, Saturday is the day, but then we still get three games on Sunday as well. Enjoy the family time. Enjoy the football. Uh, you know, and then of course follow us everywhere you can. Like, subscribe, all that good jazz. Absolutely. We'll have one more episode coming out for the Fastest 40 this Friday. The Let's Chief, uh, Chief-centric show will be coming out on Friday. That's already been recorded in preparation for the holiday. So apologies if the you know information isn't 100% current. We do try our best here. Um, but you know, just to echo what Trevor said, uh, spend some time with your families. Get around safe. Uh, with the weather that's coming in across the you know the Midwest in particular, across everywhere um, it feels like right. Yeah, I mean it's going to be brutally cold uh, this this Christmas. Maybe you get a little bit of snow, but just drive safe, get there, arrive safely, wear your seatbelt, that whole thing, and enjoy your time with your family. Um, it's always important to spend that time with your loved ones, especially when you get this time off from work. There's no excuse uh, not to go not to go hang out with the people that you care about. So happy holidays to everybody out there that's listening. And do not forget about that Saturday slate of games. You don't want to wake up, go about your day on Christmas Eve and forget that there's football at noon. Plug those guys in. It's way too late in the game to be missing out on starts. That's right. <laughs> put, put your Thursday players out of your flex and get everything set Saturday morning. Wake up, get some coffee in you, set your lineups. And it's game day Saturday. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at ADP podcast underscore SR. Follow our uh, presenter here, Stadium Rant at Stadium Rant HQ. Uh, your boys here will be uh, tweeting out a lot of fantasy stuff moving forward. So uh, enjoy. I need to know everything. Who and the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George, I hop in the Porsche, five and a horse, I'm ready for war, I'm coming for ghosts, to turn to a ghost, I need to know everything. Now you'd be surprised at the info you get is by letting them talk, so I'm letting